0: Hey there, loyal listeners, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by THE Charlie Bud. And today, we're chatting about Stranger Things Season 4. So far, the first seven episodes have been dropped, with the last two coming in July. This season has been highly anticipated and set a number of records for Netflix already, throwing viewers right back into the quirky 80s vibes of Hawkins, Indiana. After six years, it sure is something to watch this phenomenon come to an end, and Bud. To start us off, I just want to know what your initial thoughts were about the series before even tuning into this latest installment. For our listeners, we're going to try to keep this spoiler-free for the first half. Uh, we'll see how well we can do, so pray for us. And with that, Charlie, what you got?
1: Well, Palmer, you know, strange, like you asked my opinion on, like, what do I think of Stranger Things going into this season now? I wasn't terribly excited for it. You know, Stranger Things to me, seasons two and three weren't anything to write home about. Not to say that they were, like, tremendously terrible or anything. It's just that they weren't, like, you know, season one level quality. And But it just kind of came out to be, like, average television. Like, something like eight out of ten, kind of, uh, is how I would rate probably seasons two and three. Had some moments, a lot of really bad parts. Actually, that one episode of, I think it's season two, where their <laughs> L goes off, and like that might be one of the worst episodes I've ever seen in television. <laughs> and that is taking into account the Great Divide from Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh! Ah. Sick burn, if anybody's ever seen that show. <clears throat> you, torched it. you just torched them. <laughs> um, but, you know, so going into it, I didn't really have high expectations for Season 4. I didn't watch any of the trailers. I was just kind of going in, kind of expecting a lot of the same formulaic uh, stuff. And to my disappointment, they did kind of stick to the formulaic uh, crap, for the most part. You know, every season of Stranger Things, even including Season 1, always starts off with, like, it, the the villain is always based off around like their D&D campaign, basically. Uh, which is fine. It's a cute little uh, thing to do, I guess, and it's not even like my biggest problem with it. It's just like that. It's always, you know, something from the upside down, and it's just just like the next big villain, and that is kind of always how the show has gone. It never bothers to kind of explain like motive to. Uh, you know, humanize quote unquote the, you know, upside down. Like we don't we don't get to really explore more of it. And I think that'd be much more of an interesting direction to take the show because what made season one so great was the mystery of the upside down and like kind of what that whole thing was. And then they kind of just like didn't realize that's what made it so good. Seasons two and three just kind of said like, oh we were gonna explore it more, but on a very surface level, like we just have villains and they're from there. And they don't really, um, you know, we don't really know anything about them other than like they're just out here to kind of cause havoc and whatever. But, like, why? Why? The main question is why? It's really boring when you don't answer that question and you just keep kind of throwing these villains from this world all the time. Like, is this just going to be endless? Like, how is this ever going to end? I don't understand that. Uh, Season four is almost the same thing. Now, granted, I think this is one of their better seasons in recent memory. Um, it still has problems, which you can get into. But what are your initial thoughts before we continue going down? Uh, well, before we get really into it.
0: Okay, fair, fair. And so kind like of like, as you just said, I did not go in having watched any trailers. Actually, I did just see like a snippet from one trailer of Hopper like with a shaven head, in the middle of some icy plain, and that's when I was like, oh boy, like what is what is this? Could this possibly be? And so I I don't know. And to your point too, I absolutely loved season one of Stranger Things. I thought that was some incredible television. And I remember how excited I was for season two. And it came out I want to say two years after season one dropped. So we were you know full on out of out of college and everything. And it, 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 I noticed there was a change because. To your point, there was this, it was it was a little bit of a formula, you know, with the Dungeons and Dragons, but at the same time, there was this intrigue because there were a lot of questions and they would just give you a little nugget maybe here or there to keep you interested, but you kept wanting to know what was happening and the mystery of the Upside Down and how it came to be and what its purpose was, was what really had me drawn in there. And so, Season 2 goes, and it was, as you said, Episode 7, I'm pretty sure, Season 2 it was probably one of the strangest, weirdest, most useless episodes of a television show i've ever seen so in my life sorry to everybody involved but let's just be honest let's just be honest um i actually tweeted out like the second assault like what was the point of that episode <laughs> but, <laughs> but moving on from that so season two was a little let down uh season three kicked off during because every i guess previous season had kicked off during the fall this one kicked off right before the fourth of july and it had a summer theme. So it was Summer and Hawkins. They had the mall. And this is when I noticed that they really started breaking the characters off into groups. Like they had had their groups in season one. But in this one, the groups don't even necessarily intersect. And that's something I had a bit of a problem with because something I really enjoyed about season one was obviously when each faction was doing its own thing, but when they came together and, you know, had the collected knowledge and shared out, and you could see the dynamics of the group as a whole, I thought that was really entertaining, but the other one, everybody was kind of acting independently, it was as if they didn't even know what other people, everybody, everybody else was doing until, you know, the last second when they all came together and you had to frantically share out information, it didn't just necessarily feel as organic, and so I was not necessarily as huge a fan of that, it's so coming into season four, <laughs> after that whole little diatribe there, um, I, was, I didn't really have high expectations. I had heard from some people that it was actually better than some of the other seasons, and I agree with you. I think it definitely was. I actually probably liked it a little bit more than you, um, and as you were talking there, but I thought about Twin Peaks, which is a show um, from David Lynch from, I guess, the 90s, and it's like a supernatural, spooky, slash detective kind of thing. And and the thing I loved about that series was that there were a lot of questions raised, and you didn't necessarily get your answers, but there was something about that that made it even more, uh, I guess I was more uneasy because I just wanted to have a definitive answer, and in life sometimes you don't get those. And so I wouldn't mind seeing that approach with Stranger Things, but because of the formulaic nature of it, we know everything is going to be answered. So I just have to, it's just a matter of sitting back and watching. And so I don't mind that, but at the same time, I don't necessarily need all the answers. Like you can leave kind of those um, questionable endings that allow the viewer to pick what they want as the, you know, actual ending. So there was just that. But overall, I thought that it had a, a lot of good moments. I thought that they tied in the characters more together. So they had the groups converge, although there's... Now, a couple factions that I don't know if they're actually ever going to see, which we're going to tie. Hopefully, we can talk about a little bit more um, throughout the season or in the last few episodes. And uh, overall, it, it was a little bit darker, but I was I was here for it. I was here for it. So that's, uh, I guess, my thoughts overall there. But I am curious because this particular season, as I just mentioned, took a couple of ooh violent, gory kind of—they made some gory choices— And uh, it's very different from, I guess, traditional Stranger Things where there were these little kids and, yeah, sure, somebody might die, but you didn't necessarily see it. But this one, you're actually seeing a lot of crazy stuff go down. I was curious what you thought about that and this kind of new feel for it because the kids are getting older. They're, I guess, now almost – they're in high school technically, but we all know they're like grown people. So what are your thoughts there, bud?
1: Um, so yeah, that's actually one of the main positives I had for season four. I, I, I think this is like, it is definitely recapturing like, like old horror vibes more than like the last seasons, which felt like less horror-esque and more like, oh, it's just kind of like sci-fi, I guess. I don't know what we really call it. It's like sci-fi horror. Um, but uh, season four is definitely more like the horrific, kind of like it's more terrifying. Um, I mean, the main villain is gross looking. He's got this creepy voice. He brutally murders uh, people in a very gruesome way that is like kind of horrifying to watch. And that's like awesome. It's great. Uh, that's nope. like such a step up before like the previous seasons, um, which is you know definitely what I consider a positive um and uh wow lost train of thought and uh but i would say that the season four um also does things like not great at the same time um so
0: expand upon that
1: a little bit what what Okay, so you talked a little bit about how Season 3 had, like, these diverging factions and all that stuff. And that's cool and all, and I definitely think Season 4 is probably going to end up doing like doing stuff like this. But I just don't really understand how in two episodes they're going to tie in, like... So, in the season, we see basically everybody kind of split up, like, so far away from each other. They're not even, like, in the same... Vicinity, like not even like in the same yeah. town. They're not in Hawkins. They're like across the world, across the country. They're like completely different areas, and like they had zero interaction with each other, pretty basically the entire season. Like, uh, you know, you have Steve and the gang, and like you know, uh, oh gosh, Dustin, Lucas, all of them. Aren't like, you know, doing their thing. Then you got like Mike, Will, uh, Eleven Jonathan. doing their thing. And then you got like Hopper and Joyce and them doing their thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, this has been going on all season and I just don't really see like what the point a lot of it is. Like, for me, the one of the weakest parts is the Hopper arc uh the hopper st- whole story um i just don't really see like what the point of it is yet like maybe it'll get resolved like i don't even care that like he's probably going to come back with you know everybody like Joyce and that other dude who oh, i can't remember his name i know i can't
2: remember <laughs> either bro <laughs> um
1: they're all going to come back and they're all going to you know unite to beat you know the main villain but like my problem is is like what is the point of his entire like that entire like mini story that he has Over in Russia, like I just don't really understand it. Like he's like I I I could be wrong, okay? We haven't seen the last two episodes yet, but to me, it just seems like it's filler in a sense that like what lesson is he learning here? Because I don't really feel like he is learning a lesson, and um, so like why is this dragging on? Like why is there a you know like the things that happen there? I don't want to like spoil it but i think it's kind of it was hinted at the end of season three so why is there a demogorgon there like why is that why is that there why is it such a big deal why is this a huge focus of the season for hopper's character yep. and like what is the resolution here because the resolution just seems is going to you know break out of the prison that's what the resolution seems like is leading towards and um, so what is he going to learn from that? It just seems like a giant waste of time in my current opinion. They could have done this on like uh, two episodes or something instead of wasting an entire season on it. But I will be happily proven wrong if you know we go into Volume 2 and it isn't like that. Uh, and that isn't the case. There's like some grand thing that happens from it, but we'll get to that once Volume 2 comes out. Um, yeah. And the same thing with the Mike and Eleven story. It's just... I understand the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to, like, you know, you know, rebuild, like, Eleven and stuff like that. Um, rebuild us and get her powers back. She lost them at the end of Season 3. And so that's, like, their that's what their story arc is. But, like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a bummer that, like, they're basically going to come back to be kind of like, oh, we're here to save the day. We had absolutely nothing to do with helping you guys out at all. Like, we're just here to do it we're on our own adventure and it's like not even that interesting like it's interesting from 11th perspective but from like mike will and his brother's perspective it is a very uninteresting story like they're mm. just they're just trying to find 11 and they're running from some faction of the government and that isn't really that interesting every time it cuts to them specifically it's not that interesting the build-up in the story that 11 like they were trying to tell from 11th point of view was interesting, at least. And it does have a good yep. payoff, but those are my major flaws. I'm sure we can talk about that more, but I'll let you have a floor floor here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I was just going to follow up on your Hopper point, because I think that was actually a serious misstep for them in season three that I wasn't necessarily super behind when they started introducing, in, introducing the Russians and, I guess, their interest in the Upside Down, because... <laughs> I liked it when it was Hawkins specific. It was kind of Mm -hmm. keeping a smaller world. So it added to that. What's like. I guess boxed in nature Mm -hmm. of it. So it didn't necessarily feel. As a viewer you were able to stay. Very much engrossed in every storyline. But now that you know the Russians are starting to do that. And as you said they're halfway across the world. So how does that have anything to do with anything. And then how are they going to resolve. Are they going to resolve the whole Russian thing. In addition to what's happening in Hawkins. Like Mm -hmm. there's a couple things going on there. And then just for the, the Mike and Eleven side. I agree with you 100%. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But the will, Mike, Jonathan and their other friend part when they, you know, meeting up with Susie who is Dustin's girlfriend. That was not super interesting. She literally said I'm going 11, you know, wrote in the letter, I'm going to get my powers and become a superhero again. Cool. We could have ended it there. They could have gone back to Hawkins. Why do they necessarily need to find? her? I guess they're scared that the people are going to come after her and get to her before they do, but at the same time None of them is inherently special like Eleven, mm-hmm. nor do they have anything going on with them that makes me, as a viewer, want to watch them. And I will say this, because I feel kind of bad in terms of just the character of Will, because I feel like the entire series, he's just been off balance. Like, season one, episode one, we kind of got a sense for the kid, then he goes off in the upside down, he comes back, he's not necessarily right. And I feel like the whole series, he's just been trying to figure out what normal is, and so... I just feel when I watch it that I don't necessarily know him as a character. I know what he's trying to do. I know the things he does, and I can kind of make some generalizations about him as a, as a person. But I don't know him, and it feels like everybody's constantly trying to bring him back to normal when we don't even really know what normal is for him as the viewers. So that's just one that's, thing I'd like for them to flesh
1: out. I mean, that's a good point. Like, Will's character is just like a character we don't really he, – he's sidetracked so often. I feel like, yeah, this is a guy who's literally had trauma and, like, Mike is, like, such a dick to him. And, like, <laughs> when he, like, goes to see his friend who hasn't, like, been, like, you know, the same. Like, even Eleven calls him, he's, like, he's weird. I'm, like, yeah, no shit. Like, I wonder why he's weird, okay? Like, in season one and two, this man is heavily traumatized from having, Absolutely. like, like the whatever the villain was in season two. Season one, he's, like, literally in the Upside Down nope. for weeks by himself, being hunted by a creature that he has literally never seen before, and he's, like, 12. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and um, Literally. And, like, we never got to really know his character. And even now, mm. I feel like his character has, like, no dialogue. Like, he's just, what is this? what have they done? Like, I'm trying to think literally what Mike and Will and his brother have done this season and I'm having a really hard time figuring out what the hell they've even accomplished, what they've done, what they talked about. There's no good character conflict. The only good character conflict is the boring, like romance between Jonathan and, um, (sighs) wow, I can't even Nancy. And I'm like, this is, okay.
0: I have thoughts there. Okay, please. Oh, okay. I was going to, okay. So here's my thing. And I knew it from the second he opened his mouth. Okay, are we getting to spoiler territory? Because I want to make sure I'm...
1: Oh, maybe we can save this for the...
0: Okay, saving for later. Saving for later. But yeah, no, just to your point. Yeah, Will, we don't don't know about what's going on with him. And that storyline is just... It's not giving me life right now. And I need it to because... And this is a question I was going to ask you. These run times on these episodes is quite long. And I was curious if you thought that was... Helping them out, or if you thought that that might be hindering them because they might just be giving us way too much information in the. Project.
1: I think it's it's too long. I think it's definitely um, like has really not great pacing issues. I mean, it's very evident in the fact that they spend a lot of time like focusing on these other stories when they're really not all that interesting. Like you can literally cut out a lot of these scenes between Mike Will his brother always keep forgetting his name and like that whole, like the pizza weed dude all the time. That's my guy though. That is my guy (laughs) though. (laughs) Like you could literally cut these scenes out there. There there's no character development happening. Like there's no like inner conflict that any of the characters seem to be going through. There's no like man to man conflict. There's no like will versus uh, Mike, which they kind of set up and then it was quickly resolved in the same episode. Yeah. Um, And then, There's And then, like they said, it's only the Jonathan and Nancy thing, which is just like, why is this your focus right now? Why are you talking about this? When a guy was literally just freaking killed in the backseat of your pizza van and, like, you're just like, yeah, I just, you know, I just can't go like this is what you're thinking about right now like i can yep. understand maybe in like a sort of traumatic kind of way but like why is this such an important thing that you keep hounding on throughout the entire season like i don't i don't know it's just i don't really see a place for it honestly like like yeah. this whole like conflict especially since they're not on screen with each other i feel like it would have been more impactful if they were on screen with each other because then we can kind of see the drift of the drifting apart like in person rather than just kind of having a speculative hypothetical about like she wouldn't understand when I say I don't want to go to that college or whatever I can't leave my family like you haven't even talked to her like it just seems so I don't know high school-y it's just so
0: relationship counselor Charlie I'm not I mean I'm
1: really not but like just to me it's just it's just not good writing but that's just my opinion
0: I was going to say, first off, like I said, I love Pizza Guy. That's, that's my <laughs> boy. But couple that, I do agree with you because it feels like they're just out of sync right now. And I don't know, and by them, I mean uh, Nancy and Jonathan. And I don't know if it's a matter of they just need to be together for a second to get back into sync. I guess based on what we're hearing from both sides when they're talking to other people, it sounds like it's not something that can be resolved. At least I think. It sounds like Nancy's trying to make it work. And Jonathan's just scared that because she's trying to make it work, he's going to hold her back. But once again, I don't know, because they don't really talk to each other. And I I don't know if that was necessarily a plot point we needed, because once again, there's so many things going on as well. I don't want that to be, you know, holding us back from realizing what's really happening in the grand scheme of things with the Upside Down and Eleven and everything else like Mm -hmm. that. So just... uh, Fascinating. Although I will say this as a a movie fan, and you mentioned him before, Freddy Krueger. Did you notice that Robert England, who actually played Freddy Krueger, was in this?
1: I did not notice that. He
0: got a guest cameo. Yeah, he was, uh, I forget what his name was, but the father uh, in, in, in jail without going in any space.
1: Oh, oh, I actually did yeah. not realize that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I was like, he looks a lot like... And then I was like, <laughs> when they just thinking about the feel of the, the season and talking about like Nightmare on Elm Street, like, I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but they got the, they full circled it, so. Oh, you
1: know, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably a pretty good, um, you know, that's a good way to like describe season four. They definitely hit that vibe if that's what they were trying to go for. Yeah, and I do...
0: I do. And I think, like, that for me, like, I kind of did like the over the top uh, gore, not really gore, but just like the. You actually saw things. It was mm-hmm. quite graphic. And yeah. I think that was good in terms of the evolution for the show and showing it's no longer really for kids, but also it, it, it's evolved too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I thought that helped to heighten the season and really show that the stakes were real because. Yeah, sometimes before when people died, you're like, oh, no, like, Barb in season one. But you didn't really see that. Yeah. And then she just got thrown to the wayside, and they actually had to come back in season two and have a formal uh, funeral for her and everything just because we'd basically like, forgotten whoops, about justice her. justice
1: for Barb.
0: Yeah, literally, literally. So uh, that was – just sometimes that happens, I know, throughout the, uh, the series there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I do. I agree. I, I do like that. And um, so, like, going back to, like, the things that work is, like, I like the the Dustin, you know, the Lucas, like, side of the story, even though, like, uh, that has, like, some weak moments. Um, like, for example, I think the conflict between Lucas and Max mm, is, like, yeah. not that well like fleshed out just like like it seems odd to me that like lucas doesn't like he just seems like oblivious in certain moments like there's like mm. times where max is just like you know like he asks like are you okay because like, you're kind of like acting weird I'm like gee i wonder why dude like you were <laughs> literally there when she yeah. watched her brother get killed in front of her like come yeah. on dude like yeah i wonder why she's acting weird why she's acting strange like you can't figure that out like what's, <laughs> what's going on here come on lucas come man. on although i
0: i did like their dyna- like i like their dynamic in terms of as the season progressed i'll say because there was that awkwardness when they weren't on the same page but like i do like how it's evolved and i like the fact that we saw the eleven and Mike kind of relationship as the centerpiece of a season, and then I mean it wasn't really the centerpiece, but Dustin and his lady friend. But uh, it was cool seeing them because they're not necessarily characters who get a lot of screen time, but seeing that dynamic kind of helped to expand the world in
1: some yeah. ways. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, there's like also like a scene I think in episode four where like Lucas knows information that like he shouldn't know, and I'm like it's a bit of a. Sp- Plot hole. So <laughs>
0: there were a couple of those that I want to discuss when we start getting into spoilers. Yeah, but, uh,
1: like it's a bit of a plot hole. I don't know how he would know that, but um, yeah. So yeah, I, I do who like that. Sorry, what?
0: Oh no, yes. You know who my guy was this season so far? Who's your guy this season? Freaking Jason, the basketball captain, because that dude is like a, I guess a senior in high school, and he can give a speech to rally anybody so I, when he was just talking about the people they lost as a town after the mall fire from season three i was like you know what i'd run through a wall for this guy like he's got charisma he should be a politician and so i uh that's my guy for the season too uh, i
1: i i described the guy as a brett Kavanaugh looking motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> he looks like
0: oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, uh I
2: was vibing with what he was saying, yeah. I was here oh, but
1: for. until he like starts going on like a religious, like,
0: yeah, that was a turn. <laughs> I did not expect that. He <laughs> said, so, then I remembered the passage in the Bible, and I was like, oh, don't bring God into this. God don't want none of this.
1: <laughs> God didn't oh, ask to be a part man. of this, yeah,
0: exactly. He's like, you know what. I got something else going on, Hawkins. I'm going you know to stay out. <laughs> outside of here. I actually have
1: something at I have something at two. Uh, my two o'clock today. <laughs> I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, good my luck. Gosh. Yeah, dude. Anyways, Jason, dude. Good luck. Maybe pencil me in for next month. You know.
0: <laughs> when you guys have this kind of morning, I'm going cool.
1: to Turks and Caicos next week, so I don't think it'll work out. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude, Jason, man, that's
1: my,
2: that's yeah. my guy.
1: He's like, that's he's such guy. like a, but like the problem is like, yeah, he like at first seemed like a good guy, but it was like so obvious he's going to turn into your classic, like um high school villain, like a guy who's just like, I'm going to, it's like he's going with his basketball team to recruit and kidnap <laughs> another guy who they think maybe committed murder and doesn't really know. And they're going to what? Torture him, kill him to death. Like what were they thinking?
0: I was wondering what was going to happen when they found him yeah. because that was going to be uh, – that was going to be interesting because, I mean, you saw what he was doing in the lead-up when just the – I guess well, – oh, my gosh. why am I blanking on the guy's name that they were looking after. Was it Eddie? Eddie. Eddie. Um, and so his little their, – their Dungeons and Dragons group who's mm-hmm. also in Eddie's band, Jason and the squad roll up on them and they start basically giving them the business and, like, throwing down. And uh, they basically beat up where Eddie is out of them, so – I was just like, ah, that took a turn.
1: That, that took a turn. turn. I'm like, yeah, it's just like, you know, vigilantism, I guess. Yeah. For your classic yeah. high school villain. And then, uh, nope. yeah, good times. But uh, Oh, man. Yeah, <sighs> dude.
0: And justice for Chrissy, too, because that was what originally set him off. And that was actually, like, the first murder. And that's how Eddie gets inserted into this whole thing. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic, because... Eddie just seemed like one of those zany characters, and I didn't know how I was going to feel about him, but I give it to the to Duffer Brothers for writing him, and you may, it made him a lot more relatable, because I was like, I know cats like this out there in the world, and not necessarily the people I'm like, oh, let me be friends with them. but they made him a sympathetic individual, which I, I give it to them, because you don't necessarily see him for a lot, I think it's a really good performance by the actor, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he's been incorporated into the story because what they did in previous seasons was well, they started pulling more people, like, you know, Max and Billy, which were, that was kind of an organic way. But they also pulled Lucas's sister and then Robin as well. And that felt... I like I love the characters. It just... The way they came in and now are part of the group didn't mm-hmm. necessarily feel as organic as some of the others who had made the additions.
1: Yeah. And uh Yeah, Eddie's felt a lot more... um Organic versus, like, yeah, yeah. the... Lucas's sister. I mean, Lucas's sister is great. I love her character, but like, what well, yep. the most organic insert insertion with like Robin and stuff. But yeah. okay, um, alrighty. So, do we want to talk spoilers now? We're about. I was literally gonna ask in.
0: you the same thing. You right. uh, you read my mind there, Bob. Yeah. Let's start getting into it.
1: Alrighty, let us. Uh, let's do this.
0: Alrighty, people, you've been warned. We're about to start getting into spoiler territory, so if you haven't watched the season and you don't want to have anything ruined for you, hop right on off and come back later after you've finished it. Okay. Alright, we're giving them the time. Alright, bud, let's get into it. Anything that uh, pops out to you first and foremost? I do want to talk about the, the Nancy and Jonathan relationship.
1: Oh, please do. Please do that.
0: Okay, let's play. Let's play. Okay, so basically, here's my thing. Here's my thing. From the first interaction that Steve had with Nancy. And the fact that Nancy and Jonathan weren't together, like, in the physical same space. Mm
2: -hmm. I was like, oh, that's
0: interesting. But then Steve, out of nowhere, just started calling her Nance. And I was like, I don't remember him ever just calling her Nance casually coupled with the fact that they had the that, that shot where you look at her for a little extra long, and she looks at him when he looks away. <laughs> and I was like, no way they're going to try and do this. this she season. blushes There's a little no bit. no way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I didn't think they were going to try and do it, but gosh darn it, they are. They're, And I'm like, Nancy, w- what, is, what is going on? Because with Steve season one, and then all of a sudden, Jonathan comes in, and you're with him for what seasons two and three. And now Steve's coming back around, and I don't, uh, I don't know how it's all going to like tie together. I don't know why they're trying to ship those two after they were and then they weren't. And I don't know how it's you know moving the plot forward. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, this is a dynamic that I don't know if I agree with. But I love like the actors for the part, so. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with them kind of coming back together, but at the same time, I'm just like, why? Why are we? it almost feels like a regression in some ways. And maybe they're trying to capture the season 1 feels by bringing a season 1 couple back, but I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts there, bud?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just like like I said, I think it's <laughs> I think there's a lot of problems with how they're approaching like this conflict between Nancy and Jonathan. It's just like they're not doing it on screen. They're like kind of monologuing or at least like dumping their concerns onto other people rather than talking about amongst themselves like i think it would have been a bit more impactful as i already mentioned earlier is that if they were on screen together and the drift was happening the wedge between them was forming while they were on screen in this season they were having their differences whether it be like jonathan saying that he doesn't want to go to that school doesn't want to hold nancy back and like you know uh, wants to take care of the family and like yada 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 yada. Like Nancy could also have her own reasons for wanting to not maybe go to that school, and then like that drives a wedge between them. And then like they were just doing this because they wanted to have a dream. They had dreams together, and they they wanted to mm. fulfill that. And like then you drive that wedge, then you bring in Steve, the hot old guy from, you oh, know, yeah. like season one, the old uh, the old fling, the old flame that's the word i was looking for and um you know you come back and then like you can see clearly nancy's like a little hot and bothered by steve again because he's being all charming he takes his shirt off to go diving in the lake and you know and like you know she clearly cares for him in a way because they are friends at the end of the day they've gone through so much together they've been through all the seasons together they fought all the upside down together like you know and then that can further drive the wedge it would have been more impactful that way Mm -hmm. so instead we don't get that instead we get uh you know things that they complain about but don't bring it up with their significant other because it's 1986 or whatever and they don't have cell phones so they can't communicate (laughs) with each other and have that text even though that would have been a horrible way to portray it if it was somehow in a modern time and now we just have her just you know considering cheating on jonathan uh with steve which you know very well could happen and jonathan doesn't have like a you know you know some girl like in his side where he could you know also, be kind of pulled away by something like that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not how I would have written like a potential breakup in a show, but it's just me. I can go, um, but I hate that it's such a huge focus of like Jonathan and their side of the story because it's already incredibly uninteresting. Like I felt like they were also setting up like a, uh, a widget between like a wedge between 11 and Mike's relationship because it seemed like that wasn't the case, but 11 has been completely like gone from Mike's presence since like episode two. So don't really see how that's going to matter. And by the time they get me back together, they're going to have bigger things to worry about. So Nope. It just, uh, I don't even think they're gonna be able to develop that side of it. It would have been more interesting if they were together, but then again, we probably wouldn't have gotten Eleven's great storyline of yeah. getting her powers back and kind of going back into the past, which eventually reveals the big twist in the season. Vecna. Um, Vecna, the identity of Vecna. So.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was actually okay before we go to Vecna. I just had to say, okay, dude, I I love Mike. But the the biggest problem I think I had with just like that storyline was the moment when they were in the roller rink and homegirl is getting, literally they're doing the hand holding, swirling around, just yelling things at her and they throw a, a shake on her. If I'm Mike, I'm throwing hands. Like that's my girl, man. I'm not like letting yeah. somebody just do that. Like, oh, I was like, bro, you just punks all the way up. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: I know. It's uh He's just like, stop it, stop it. And then I, psh, and damn. she's just like out there getting like completely harassed by these, again, stereotypical bullies. But like, what is with these? Is this like an 80s thing? It has to be an 80s thing. I don't know. Like,
0: like, <laughs> like the random bullies who are just like, dude, okay, this is another scene. i like, I just, first off, you all should know about me. I absolutely hate bullies. I think that kindness is free and we should all be more kind. Um, and so literally when she's talking about her dad and the girl just starts going in on her as a teacher, I'm like, you are useless because you needed to step in and be like, yo, homegirl, shut the f up. I know and what was the, I was like,
1: why is this teacher just letting this girl do that? Like, yep. excuse Absolutely. me? Like Dude, I
0: lost and then freaking 11 is crying out here and it's, it was just and then will i feel bad like he couldn't really support although at the same time he doesn't necessarily seem like he's been you know you're good like like wipe it off or he, just, he doesn't even stand up for her when like that kind of stuff happens so i mean he like yelled and ran when they like pushed her down uh, or whatever like happened out. will's character is
1: a literal you know wet tissue paper it, like he's just <laughs> just absolutely useless um and doesn't really help anybody. His character is just so poor. It's like forgotten. Is a good word. Uh, I think I how to describe Will's character. They just forgot about him. They're like, yeah, he's here, I guess.
0: And it's it's hard though when you have so many different personalities going mm. on, and it's like creating a, a whole unique character. And unfortunately, so many like the kids can't necessarily be used interchangeably. But you got the funny guy in terms of like Dustin. You got the athletic guy. You got kind of the straight guy. Oh. Uh, Athletic guy with Lucas, the straight guy with uh, Mike, and then you have like the older dynamics of the Mike is just
1: the straight guy.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean, what else is he? Is he like he's not the smart dude? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh man, but uh, and then it's just like, but then Will, where does Will fit in? Like, he was the artist, which was kind of his thing, but that's fallen to the wayside. And then he's just the kid that's been in the upside down. So unfortunately, he just kind also, of also why does he
1: carry his bit. art? Like, didn't he? Isn't, isn't he carrying his like drawing around? Oh, is he? I thought so. was I think he is carrying. trying to it give around.
0: it to Mike,
1: right? Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't remember, but yeah, like the. I mean, that's the problem. Is like a lot of the characters are kind of like one-dimensional. I guess um, none of the Stranger character tra- Stranger Things characters are all like that deep. Like they're all very like one kind of personality type. Like very little like dimensional depth to them. Uh, I mean, Mike is just like. I don't know. Mike was kind of like the main character of season one. Yeah. And then it's like very much not Lovely. anymore. <laughs> yeah. He kind of
0: became like a, he was kind of like a little tool bag in season three. Like yeah. when Hopper was like, yo, distance, keep the door open. Yeah. And he was like, why are you doing this? You're keeping me in 11. And then also in season Two when Eleven came back, he popped off on Hopper again because like, why did you keep her away from us, et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just speaking about it now, and I realize we have like not even spoken about Hopper and Joyce and yeah. what's happening in Russia. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think this is just my opinion. We could go with the whole episode and not talk about it because at least at this point in time, there aren't really any stakes with them. It's just kind of like, okay, Hopper's alive, and we're bringing yep. him back,
1: That's, and we've spent the entire season of. Doing God knows what with that, like it's just the most useless story so far. Um, but I, mean, I just
0: want to see them like pull off, like if they tie it all back in and make it coherent. Then you know what? I put my I will. Yeah, Brothers I just want to know what guys, like the
1: lessons are. Like, killers. what's the point? It just seems pointless right now. And like, unless like the Russians or the Soviets, I guess, have a complete like you know some. Uh, hidden technology that's gonna help us solve the Vecna stuff, like which I sure. seriously doubt because it does as not seem like that. Um, it just I don't know. It, it, it's completely and utterly a useless storyline, other than to like we're just gonna drag this out for as long as possible, and then we're gonna bring him in at the last second to kind of like reunite with uh, Eleven and kind of have that father daughter moment. Mm, beautiful beautiful
0: oh man i am curious okay so we talked a little bit about vecna sorry for the second before that um what did you think about vecna as a villain and then Mm -hmm. the backstory too
1: okay so up until the twist which You know, I think this still applies even with the knowledge of the twist. And this is something I spoke about in like earlier in the episode is that Stranger Things follows this formula of just kind of bringing in some random villain of the upside down. So my question is this, there are a decent amount of plot holes with Vecna's existence. Like where was he all this time? What was he doing? Why is he only now striking? I don't understand. Um, like, he's not necessarily a creature of the Upside Down. He is somebody who went there and was molded by it, you know? Like, how Bane was molded by the darkness. And, um, ah,
0: yes! <laughs> I didn't see the light until I was a man, and then it was just blinding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Um, and so Vecna is not from the Upside Down. Turns out he's, like, some weird sociopath... That uh, Eleven grew up with, which is also, in my opinion, a disappointing kind of twist, is that like his motive is just that he's literally a sociopath. He's a psychopath. He just like wants to murder people to murder them. Like that's all his motive is. He's just like I just see them as lesser beings than myself. I see myself as a higher being, kind of god complexy, and then like that's why he wants to go and slaughter and kill everybody. I'm like That's kind of boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of boring, but, like, what are we supposed to expect? I don't think Stranger Things is supposed to be out here, like, you know, challenging moral ambiguity. I think they're out here just trying to tell, like, a horror movie. Um, so, which is, like, in my opinion, kind of a problem, especially since the overarching narrative of Stranger Things is that you have this upside down. This area where all these monstrosities come from without ever kind of explaining, like... Uh, Like, even if it is just kind of ambiguous, like the nature of the upside down, we don't really know too much about it. And, like, and in a way that it's bad because there's so many times where the villain comes from the upside down, but we don't really know what their motives are. Like, you know, we just their motives from these enemies or these villains are always so, um, baseline it's like never really that interesting which would be fine when if you have a standalone season like season one but when you were constantly exploring and expanding the season and going more into the upside down creation of it and the apparent interest in it by other nations like the soviets then you suddenly have to start creating a you know like in my opinion you need to start creating a reason for wanting to know about it like you need to start crafting a narrative as to what the upside down is and as to like why you know there's an interest in it from so many people like the americans were very interested in it the soviets were very interested in it well why like why is it so interesting it's never really explained and why are they attacking humans it's other than outside of like we just want to kill people like that's just that's just boring and lazy writing when you have that for four seasons in a row it's just not that interesting
0: i was going to say just a fun fact about the upside down that apparently was forgotten don't you need a suit to go into the upside down or else you're going to get like upside down poisoning like remember in season oh, 1 yeah. when hopper and Joyce went in to get Will and they had to wear those suits and then Nancy and the whole gang are just in there chilling We're riding bikes here. yeah yeah, I was like, "What?" Just chilling. <laughs> on the like, I did not. I was like, I think they forgot that I they feel were like supposed a to not. Bit do of that. a plot hole.
1: You're right. I forgot yeah, about that. Like yeah. they go in with suits all the time. Like there's even like in seasons two they go in with suits. Season three, like I can't even remember like if the kids had ever gone into the upside down before this season. I feel like they had to they, have.
0: They had only. I think the only one who went in was Will
2: oh yeah
1: all right well yeah i mean yeah because i i I was having a hard time remembering what even happened in the previous seasons when i was watching season four yeah um so uh but i'm like yeah like why is this just they're just going in like they're gonna come (laughs) out and like just be completely messed up or something and like also steve was like stabbed by zombies like freaking zombie bird bats like that guy bro that guy's dead. Like I don't care. Like I understand he's walking around. and He seems fine, but like he's totally dead, right? Like there's just no way. <laughs> if you get bitten by a bat in the real world, do you know how many shots you have to get? You're telling me one of those mofos in there isn't gonna kill you with a bite? I get out stabbed of like twenty times. By those literally, things. literally. And, you're, and like Will was like, like you know, impregnated by one of them, and you're telling me <laughs> that like facts. This, Big that, facts. that Steve is totally fine. He's just got a couple of, you know, wounds, just rub some dirt in it. You know, he's fine. (laughs) Hey, who knows? Season five of Stranger
0: Things with Steve. Maybe that's what they're setting up. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. Yeah, no, and it's also, so they actually tried, I guess, to answer the question of why the Upside Down was, like, breached. Because Papa was trying to get the kids to be able to do, what is it, telepathic assassinations to just be able to kill people from, like, across the world. I still don't understand how this shadow dimension with monsters becomes the thing that we need to explore in order to kill someone. Like, I don't understand the relationship of the mind with the upside down. And then couple that with the fact that they were talking about the upside down and Dustin makes the point of, okay, the mind flayer is the big boss. And his, like, five-star general is Vecna. But it feels like it should be the other way around because the Mind Flayer was just that, like, uh, big A, like, monster of goop. Mm-hmm. And Vecna seems like he kind of can just kill anybody. Also, his theory
1: is the wrong because Vecna isn't someone from the Upside Down. He's his own yeah. entity. He comes from our world. He's just yeah. num- he's one. He's one. And he, like, goes in there because I guess Eleven sends him there years ago the
0: first time she breached into the upside down i didn't get that
1: i guess it was because that happens before the demogorgon thing yes yeah so like you know that you know he's he's one is there but like he's not a five-star general he's his own entity separate from the mind flayer whatever Mm -hmm. and so like where's he been this whole time why Very like fair. why has he like that's the, the problem is is that um the theory would have worked on paper that he's just like some five-star general that the Minds uh, whatever flare is like you know moving it to try to like take more territory of the real world for whatever reason we don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> and, um and probably on purpose that they don't know because they can't come up with a reason because That's not their point of the show, even though it would make it so much more interesting Um, and not a generic thing every season. But it's now he's just like, no, he's just a guy who's been there ever since the beginning. Like, you know, he's he's just Mm -hmm. been there gaining power and apparently not killing anybody since he first killed everyone from his family at his home. And then it was dark. It was pretty dark. dark. And then um, he's like, no, he's randomly back. Why is he back? Why now? Yeah. That's a bit. and also I don't understand why
0: he can only kill people with like trauma, you know? Yeah, like what's with that?
1: And... Like what's with that trauma thing? Like cuz he didn't like, I don't know. Was his sister and mom and dad trauma? Like his dad clearly cuz the okay. war. But like why his sister? Why his mom? You know, it just yeah, seems that one. random. Is he just like kind of a serious And he also slaughters everybody in the, in the in the, the wherever they were in the facility. Yeah, the Hawkins lab. Yeah,
0: but he actually he did say that. Um, oh my gosh, he gave his reason for killing his his parents, and I'm totally blanking right or his mom. And I'm totally blanking right now, but um, my question was, how did he just have powers like from the jump? Like, I guess I thought Eleven got her powers because her mom was on like LSD and they experimented on her mom while she was pregnant, and that's how.
1: And the rest of them seem like they were trained or whatever, and like he just seems like he discovered it. Like, yeah, I just did it. Like, yes, and I just invented computers. Nope. Yep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just out of like, I, I shot some rocks with electricity and suddenly they started to think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's artificial intelligence. Oh man. Actually, I just remembered. So he only the only reason he killed his parents or tried to kill his dad too was because they were, I think, going to send him to Papa. And also I wish I knew Papa's name, so I'd never just call him Papa. But uh, they were gonna send him to Papa. And he's like, no, I need to do everything I can to stay away from him. And he said he killed his mom and tried to kill his dad, but ultimately he still ended up in the clutches of Papa. Huh.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, I I understand, like, how he got into Papa. But, like, he found his powers on his own. Oh, yeah, thing. absolutely. And, like, absolutely. he just was able to master them to such a degree that he's able to gruesomely murder his entire family for, like, no real reason other than he's just, like, I found that I was more powerful than them, and I saw them as inferior beings, and therefore I decided to brutally torture and murder... <laughs> Not torture, <laughs> but to brutally murder them. No,
0: just, them. just yeet, them, yeet them. Although, but I think they were going to send him off, because they were like, this kid's actually kind of crazy, and that's yeah. when he's like, no, I'm killing these... Nope, these I'm
1: going to smash your eyes out, take your eyes I out. know, that was... Whew,
0: brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, I... Vecna was... That was something interesting. Also, another random plot hole that they don't really exp- – I think it's a plot hole. Do you remember when Chrissy, the first girl, gets murdered by Vecna, gets murdered? Mm-hmm. And um, so she gets murdered in Eddie's, like, uh, trailer or house, I guess it was. Trailer, park, trailer, and, trailer. Okay, yeah. And so then you see in the roof there's, like, an opening, which we ultimately find out is a breach to the upside down. Well, the thing about it was the government faction that's chasing 11 literally went there, confirmed it was there, closed it off. How did the kids get there at the end of the the season? That's
1: actually a really good point. I didn't even ever thought about that. Like, how did they get there? Why are they allowed in? Why is this not sealed off entirely?
0: Yep. Because remember, I mean, remember just like the little riffs when the the Hawkins lab would have... Mm everybody in their little electric like electrician uh, trucks and just go to one place or another i'm surprised they didn't have that one there's
1: a lot of of, like uh, weak moments and like also like as i said earlier like there was like a scene where lucas and max are talking and and like lucas like i know you saw your mom i'm like how the hell would you know that how would you know that in what universe would you know that you saw her, she saw her mom? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It just seemed to me that they originally wrote it. Like that. He, she, like actually saw her mom and then they're like, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. And then they kept uh... that dialogue in and they're like, no wait, we're going to go back and change that one scene. <laughs> and then they just completely forgot about that one dialogue scene. Um, oh, man. because like yeah. she, that's all in her head. And then they find her and there's like, Hey, you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and then he's just like, "I know you saw your mom." And she's and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah.
0: I needed Max to do a little bit more talking to them though. She was like keeping everything real close to the chest. I'm like, "Girl, now is not the time to be a shrinking violet. Like let's no, get out no, here and say is what we were the seeing, time, feeling."
1: kind of like, you know, there's some weird stuff going on. You should probably be, you know, talking about it to people and I don't know, just a lot of weird decisions. A lot of weird Decisions with uh, with this, but um.
0: one thing I did love was <laughs> the revival of "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush, because apparently it had never crack- cracked the top ten during its like initial release, but because it, it was played you know on loop throughout the season, everybody's been listening to it, so it got to like number eight as like uh, the song. I guess that was trending, <laughs> so I was like, oh, there you go. That's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty yeah. cool.
0: definitely definitely um oh man
1: well i'm trying to think like what are the thing what are like other things in this um in this season uh i mean i guess we could talk about like I don't know. What is there really to say about Joyce and Hopper? You know, like I
0: don't have a whole lot there. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's he broke his leg also he broke his like foot, I guess just to get the thing on and off, but you're walking around with a broken foot in like freezing conditions. There is no way that thing ain't gonna get caught. How are you not gonna have like compartment syndrome? That? Yeah.
1: And obviously I know it's a show. It's a show, but like in real life, you would have compartment syndrome by now and you would be needing to amputate your foot. If you're just walking around on a broken foot like that with absolutely no antibiotics and like that foot is definitely not just like cracked, it's shattered. The guy used a freaking hammer. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah,
1: I'm sorry if that's gross, but like too. I'm just being honest right now. Like that's just, that's what it is. It's
0: no, it's that's completely fair. That was one of those moments. I was just he said again, again. He hit him the first. And I he's
1: like it's still, it's still like completely like it's like how is it not swollen to the T? You know, I just
0: oh, yeah, like, yeah. Also, sorry, we talked about Max and before I forget, I just gotta bring up the whole Dear Billy episode where she writes a letter to everybody in case she does get killed by Vecna. Mm-hmm. And she goes to this man's grave and reads his aloud. I'm like, that's cool. It's like a nice little moment of love. And, but let, let us not forget that Billy was a complete a-hole.
1: He was a complete asshole. And I asshole. get
0: like, you know, his like backstory was a you know, hard upbringing. I get that. But you know what? Like, People are another series, and I would dare say even in this show, like, Haber doesn't seem like he had the greatest upbringing or, like, had the greatest luck with things, but he's not a complete tool. Like, he tries to help people. And, yeah, Billy's final act in Season 3, in which he sacrificed himself, might have, you know, helped to counteract all the, the negative juju he was putting out into the universe. But at the same time, he was consistently the worst. He was so, so there bad. There is no way I would ever have been so nice to him, but that's me that's me
1: he's such a he was such a jerk um I know, dude. and uh i don't know it's just a lot of problems with this season but like it does a good i think it does a really good job of like trying to recapture that horror and i think it does a really good job with this season and that like vecna is the truly terrifying villain they did a really good job with the horror they up uh, the gore there's the mystery surrounding the slaughter at the Hawkins lab bro i loved
0: that storyline yeah, it, it was
1: such a good storyline i will say and like the twist at the end that like one is vecna and like there was like you know that basically Elle once again kind of creates the villain of the of <laughs> the, the show Dang. and that like you know she sets him free takes the pill out of his neck and then like he just goes on a freaking rampage i like wonder what his yeah. plan was to with l after they were gonna leave you know like were they gonna be bonnie and clyde like i'm just I'm confused like what's killing is, everybody killing everybody you know and oh, uh
0: that's a good question
1: and so i'm also really curious as to kind of where this is gonna go you know like
0: that's what i was gonna ask you dude like where do you think it's heading? because we got two episodes and even if they're both two hours like how are you gonna finish all of this in four hours
1: do you think they're gonna be two hours long each
0: I feel like one's going to be two hours. The other one might be like an hour or 20 hours. What, then
1: why? What, no, I think they got to be like maybe an hour and like 10 minutes each or something. Um, mm. Because just because like, Dude. why would you only have two episodes for that? Like, I feel like you would just have four, you know?
0: Mm, fair. Although the last episode was an hour and 40. And I was like, wow, Wait. that's uh
1: Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's, a, it's like a movie.
0: I know, I know, I know. So that's I started it at 11 p.m. Dude, oh you know, my like, god! Chapter
1: nine is two hours and 19 minutes.
0: Bro, I told you. I told. Why is the runtime on the
1: on the eighth episode not out yet?
2: <laughs>
1: maybe. It's oh, it's an hour and 25 maybe. minutes long. So it's an hour 25 that's... plus two hours and 20. That's that absurd. Like the, the last episode's nah, a movie. <laughs>
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Maybe we'll get a little
2: watch party. A little watch party on
1: July 1st, I think. Um, Yeah. So let's let's do some predictions then of, like, volume two. I think we've aired a lot of our, like, things that we liked and our concerns. We probably missed a lot because, I mean, there was, like, seven and a half hours of honestly probably like nine hours for being all nine (laughs) uh, nine hours of stranger things and kind of all blended together since i watched so many of the episodes back to back but i think i aired all of my like major concerns out um or like criticisms so let's talk about some predictions going into volume two the last two episodes where do we think this is gonna go I think it
0: might be easiest to just go overarching ending and then go back in through each individual character.
1: All right, all right. Let's do it.
0: All right. Overarching guess for me I'm going to say, yay, we did it. We won. We beat them. We
1: did it again.
0: Yeah. Yep. And the upside down is forever sealed off.
1: I don't Until know if they're going to Until season five. five. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally,
0: literally. Although, apparently, I heard that they might be trying to do something, like, stop with that storyline of, like, the group, but, like, still do something in that universe.
1: Oh, so they're going to go back and bring those characters out from Season 2, Episode 7?
0: Bro, I was wondering. I was also, like, so, wait, I guess, I think she was number 7, just got out, and we will never see her again. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to be. Maybe that is. Maybe that is. Maybe that was, like, an unofficial pilot.
1: I think that was. um, I I think they described it as, like, these are characters you're going to see in the future or whatever and, like to dive more into the universe i'm like seeing as it was so poorly received i think they might have <laughs> scrapped it but who's to say who's to say yeah. um because they I just kind of derailed the entire narrative of season two but
0: no i concur i concur um, but if it was like the climax of this season four mm-hmm. part two and seven comes out of nowhere it makes like a giant illusion i'd be like oh snap random but cool random
1: <laughs> but, but cool <laughs> They subverted our oh, expectations. Yep. Nope. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, I think they're going to beat Vecna somehow, some way, some... They're all going to come together, you know, Hopper's going to fly back from Russia and, you know, take that 20-hour flight back, and it's still going <laughs> to... With his be, broken foot. With his broken foot, and, you know, probably needs to be amputated, and they're going to have, like, that other Soviet dude who's been helping him, Uh, the whole whole time. Oh, yeah. And uh, then they're all going to come together at Hawkins, even though Joyce doesn't live in Hawkins, nor does Elle. They live in sunny, sunny, sunny California. And uh, there's no reason for them to go to Hawkins because, to my knowledge, they have no idea that anything's even happening in Hawkins. So, um... (gasps) You're right,
0: dude. They don't have any idea. They have no idea. But then... Hopper's like maybe I'm supposed to be here to help in maybe they'll go through the upside down. Can they do that? Like how the heck did he get transported to Russia in the first place? You know what? I'm looking into too many things.
1: Yeah, how did Let's he? He jumped it. through the hole and like suddenly he found himself in the uh, in Russia. In the hands of the Soviets. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Damn it, I need answers. Oh man. Uh, and so it makes no sense okay this was never thought out alright because they didn't write four seasons of story alright they didn't plan for it they wrote one which is fine I understand not wanting to do more work than the one season if you they only get for just one season but at least have an idea of where it's going because it seems like every season just seems to be like Ugh, we need another villain guys <laughs> do another one
2: Pull out the D and D cardboard.
1: All right, guys. Here's uh, like somebody get the DM on the, on the on the get the dungeon master from my from my from my youth. What was our last campaign we ran in our Dungeons and Dragons? Is it with Vecna the Destroyer. The oh, Destroyer it? <laughs> actually. I mean, uh, Vecna or something. I would Vecna is actually his name. <laughs>
0: Actual. Oh man.
1: So, okay, you think it's all going to end well? Probably. What do you think about individual storylines? I mean, it'd be cool. People... It'd be absolutely awesome if they just killed half the cast. I'm just saying. It'd be so freaking cool. It'd be so cool. They want not I think
0: somebody's it. not going to make it. I think someone's not going
1: to make it. Will? Oh, God, I hope it's Will.
0: Wow.
2: What? It's character's useless. Steve. <laughs>
1: I'm take saying, him geez, out. He's gonna make it, dude. He's a kid, dude. Wait, Kinda does kid. but does like, do they even know anything's going on in Hawkins? Like, I don't even think they know that anything's going on in Hawkins. Like, how would they know anything's going on in Hawkins? Mike left before the Vecna murder,
0: bro. What is happening right now? This is so. Oh, you're right. So, so like, unless the government
1: alignment. like informed them that there's something going on in Hawkins, because I'm trying to, because that might have happened. I don't think they know anything's going on. Only Elle would know that there's something going on.
0: True. Um, and I love the fact that like everybody talks about him like, Oh yeah, we had this friend, she had superpower, she was super awesome. Like (laughs) everybody has that friend now. It's like, oh yeah, Jimmy moved away in second grade, but Jimmy was awesome. Everybody (laughs) loved Jimmy. (laughs) Everybody
1: loved Jimmy, you know. You know. He was the coolest dude. (laughs) He ate at the chillest restaurants. Oh, man. The best Pokemon card
0: (laughs) collection, bro. Hands down.
1: (laughs) Hung out with the hottest dudes, you know?
0: (laughs) Uh, Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, no. So that's that's where Eleven's at right now. But do you think anybody's going to end up together romantically?
1: Um, well, seeing as they're talking about so much between the Jonathan, Nancy, and now uh, Steve love triangle. That's not really a love triangle, but it is one of them yeah i'm sure someone there's going to and uh who knows maybe robin will get her girl in the end too who's oh, to say i'd love to see that I they set that, that up cover. and then maybe lucas and max get back together and uh okay for some reason uh 11 and mike will even though they probably shouldn't because the relationship seems thin to say the least yeah
0: <laughs> very much so very much. So. It also doesn't feel like they like really like each other. Yeah, it doesn't other. really like,
1: seem like they like each other at all. Uh It's
0: just like like Eleven's like this is the first person I saw outside and I'm like, you know, attaching myself to him. <laughs> and then Mike's just yeah, hey, I like Eleven. No, oh, like look, and I the way I
1: see blocks. it is that Eleven has like a genuine reason to care for Mike. I mean, he took her in, you know, he looked yeah. out for her, he cared for her, you know, all that stuff when nobody else would. So obviously Eleven's attached to him. And it seems that Eleven puts more into the relationship than Mike does. Like Mike just seems like, Yeah, I got a cool girlfriend and now it could be a total tool about it kind of thing. And um 11's just like, well, you never say, like, I think she says, I never, you never say, like, I love you or whatever. Just like and that. she's like, I yeah, say dude. it, I say it. And, like, you can even see that, like, the visual storytelling is pretty good in that one scene where she, like, looks at the card and just says, from Mike. And it's just, like, 2.11 from Mike. Like, no, like, heartfelt note about someone you literally haven't seen. And for all we know, since the end of season three, which was six months ago in the, uh... I think or not i think it's more well it's spring break so it actually is almost a year <laughs> yeah yeah um so and like that just seems underwhelming mike just doesn't seem to be as interested he just thinks that like because he has a girlfriend he doesn't really need to do anything more and like he just thinks yeah. that he and 11 are like kind of like match made in heaven like she'll never leave me kind of thing and that's pretty toxic Um, and like he just clearly just doesn't care and it would be really fun if they actually explored this relationship but they're not even close to being together and they won't explore it at all in volume (laughs) 2 yeah
0: you're right you're right Uh, although crazy twist would be if freaking Will
1: and Eleven
0: ended up together I think Will's character
1: is gay I think he's supposed to be gay
0: but I was like, the, like, the, the, whatchamacallit, the, um, reveal of Robin. I felt like, I mean, obviously there can be two gay characters. Mm-hmm. There's no restriction on that. But I felt like because of the time it is in the 80s, that that was the big, like, kind of move. And so that she's representing that. But I was like, if it's Will, I was like, also, could he be asexual or pansexual? he like, could
1: be, but they haven't really explicitly said anything. And it just, it's only hinted at that he's, like, definitely not straight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: they said they were going to reveal that in the last two episodes. So well, uh, yeah,
1: maybe, but it might not be a focus of their show. Who, who's to You're say? Right. Uh, right. Unfortunately, but, um, the, but I don't know. Like, I, I just think the ending is going to be really predictable. Is that they're just going to defeat Vecna? Uh, maybe someone dies. Maybe no one does. Who's to say? Uh, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be underwhelming unless like. There's an and legitimately like here's a twist, uh, Ooh, bring it down. like a twist would be is that Vecna somehow survives because he is one at the end of the day. He's not just like some random upside down monster that has no personality. This is somebody who has a very sociopathic personality and albeit a very boring one, but it's still somebody, and he's manipulative because he did you know do stuff while I was at the Hawkins lab and uh, for some reason he took a a big interest in Eleven. What if, like, uh, you know, he captures Eleven and, like, they, I don't know, do things. Who's to say? Um,
0: When you say things... I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Like, crime. Bonnie and Clyde
1: style. (laughs) Like, they're partners in crime. Who's to say? There you go. You know, murder. I was like, it'd
0: be crazy if Eleven had to sacrifice herself to, like, at the end of the day, beat him and, like, seal herself on the other side of the Upside Down.
1: Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like, a self-sacrificing thing where she had to be there, and then the next season is them trying to get in there and uh, rescue her. But when they get Mm. there, she's completely turned. She's on the dark side. Yeah. style. (laughs) (laughs) She is Darth Vader.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man yeah no i'm i agree with you. i think i hope they keep it fresh i hope they keep it unpredictable and at the end of the day i'm just looking for a cathartic ending to this because i loved i loved this series i still have very high hopes for it it still has its moments where i'm just like yes like i love this show i think unfortunately the, now it's, yeah. just, it's changed more people are there there's a lot more going on so
2: there's larger cast
1: you know season 1 yes. was great just like cuz it was like it was it was the guys and it was like yeah. you know it was their interaction between each other like it was really cool of like these kids taking on the the unknown that was awesome and then the cast of characters kept expanding you know and yeah. like now it's just like you got like 30 people in on this like that's yep. <laughs> a lot yep. and it's just kind of like the scooby-doo gang times like four all right it's just like it's not even a gang anymore it's a freaking army okay <laughs> like, that's what it is um and like so Seriously, much so sorry. that they couldn't all put them in hawkins they had to fly in them halfway around the world to keep yeah. them all as like their own kind of like narrative structures, with that isn't like too grandiose in scope, even though it is grandiose in scope, because they included the freaking Soviets for some reason. Yeah, the Soviets have a role to play, which doesn't seem like it's gonna pan out at all. So I don't know because they just don't uh. want to explore anything, I guess. And like, it's lame when horror is treated so one dimensionally. I think good horror is hard to find. I'm not like a big horror nerd, so I can't really comment if there's like good horror that has like really deep characters because that's not really what the purpose of horror is. Horror is supposed to scare scare you, you know. Like I'd say like Hereditary might be like a good example of a movie that has like maybe deeper characters than normal, but like it's because Hereditary is like a horror movie that has like this or it's like a family drama that has like a horror twist on it. But, uh, I still uh, have to
0: watch that movie.
1: It's good. I, I recommend it.
0: Okay. Maybe not alone, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw it in theaters and then driving home, I was freaked out because there's a very yep. famous, uh, <clears throat> scene in a car. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah.
1: But it's good. You know, it's just, it's like mm. about, Another movie about grief. It's about grief. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's
0: that's real. That's real. <laughs> yep.
1: That's real. Um, But, yeah. So, unfortunately, I think Stranger Things also kind of, you know, falls into the pitfalls of what like, a lot of other horror has to deal with is that is usually very one-dimensional. But that's also because I think people watch it, not for, like, human stuff. I'm too focused on, like, human drama and all that. And, like, Stranger Things isn't that. And so I don't know why I go looking for it there. But, like... Uh season one definitely wasn't that when you kinda like break it down like the characters and stuff, but it had that mystery to it and like they don't have that going into these seasons. Instead they they rely so much on the horror and very poor like kind of character development overall and like i think it could be, even be better if you kind of because we stick with these characters for so long we've grown attached to them if you develop the characters in a way that we you know they have these personal personal conflicts with you know within within themselves with others the environment whatever and we see that growth over the seasons you know and like also kind of explore maybe a little bit just a tiny bit of the upside down just a little bit just a tiny bit you know is it the entire world has an upside down because we've only seen it localized in Hawkins so
0: that is true I didn't even think about that
1: clearly it goes into Soviet Russia so uh,
0: yeah so I guess it has a whole... who's to
1: say though because it's not explained it's literally never explained
0: maybe it will be and I don't course. have faith
1: I don't really have faith in that
0: you hurt me with your <laughs> lack of faith, but <laughs> I'm just
1: sorry, but like, I just know what the kind of show Stranger Things is. It's just, at the end of the day, it's cheap horror entertainment. Oh, that hurts. It's cheap horror entertainment Jeez. with high quality like effects and um, moments. It has its highs that are really high, and then its lows are really low.
0: Ooh, I, I actually kind of, I, kind
2: of,
0: I, I, I did enjoy this season overall. I enjoyed I it too. I like, I said, I too. My, my I, like and seasons. the big
1: driving force of that was the Hawkins story, like the Hawkins lab story.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But I mean, it's crazy because they were super long episodes, but they, bled, but like they bled into each other in such a way that I kept watching. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, just same. like, oh, let me I
1: uh, it off. I enjoyed sure. it in the sense of that, like, clearly the Hawkins massacre, uh, plot was like a big focus i mean that's how the season starts it starts with the cold opening of like what did you do kind of thing and so there's like this whole mystery which is great like we're talking about how like season one like had that mystery vibe they try to bring that back and i think it worked in that sense unfortunately it is not the primary plot even though like i think they try to set it up as the primary plot but so much other screen time is given to back 90s go clearly the main antagonists of it or season one the entire story revolved around the mystery like whereas this is revolving kind of parallel to the main story as like this one mystery there's like three parallels to the story and it's like the hopper story the kid like the dustin lucas story and then the 11 story and they all kind of yeah. work in parallels where the two were very straightforward and not that like individually like interesting like especially the hopper joyce one isn't really that interesting or the dustin lucas mm. one is interesting in the sense that they're trying to like hunt it but it's very generic formulaic from like what we've seen from other stranger things episodes or seasons and then you have the 11th story which is really good because it is this mystery and you're trying to put the pieces together and then when the reveal finally happens and it kind of connects with the other story because Nancy has that moment as well which is also really interesting to me that Nancy's the one who gets to experience this of all the characters and um, then it all makes sense and it's really really well paid off
0: okay mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with most of those sentiments I agree with, those, with most of those sentiments fair that's fair bud I guess only time will tell only you
1: time know, we'll will see.
0: tell I believe in the. We have trilogy. nearly we have
1: nearly four thing. hours of Stranger Things left, so they have a lot to do. That's I mean, like there is a lot season. to wrap up. If you Think about it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. There's like five storylines going on.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it's... just only really wrap it up. Like, why do you think they? chose this structure this time around they've never done this before they've always released all the seasons kind of at once why do you think they wanted to do like this volume one volume two thing
0: i think it was a to build up anticipation because now you know what basically the story is you know the villains you know the characters you know what's going on you can just kind of have that payoff and b in my head i had a b. be in my head i had a b. I know there's something else going on i think honestly at the end of the day it's maybe to see how the first like seven episodes are received and what would be really smart and actually it's funny because talking about nightmare on elm street again they actually had multiple like they took a bunch of endings and they just put them together and at the premiere they chose one that they told told like the producer who i guess funded them uh they chose that one and used it but if they had multiple endings that they just had on tap and they just maybe listen to what the fans had to say in the reception and then chose the ending that corresponded to what they wanted to do with it. Maybe that's it, but who knows? I'm a, I'm a psychic. How about you there, bud?
1: That's an interesting theory. Um, I don't think that they will do, I don't, I mean, who's to say, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever (laughs) know, um, until maybe like years later, but, True. I think part of it is just that they wanted to, like you said, kinda like build up some type of hype. They wanted to set the stage and kind of wait for your in like anticipation, which is a very interesting kind of like strategy. I don't know why they needed to wait a month to do this. Like you could easily do this with sequential episodes that come out one week at a time. I think that would also be arguably more effective in terms of like building up the hype. But we have such like this binge culture right now in the streaming services that they probably still wanted to maintain some part of that. Like they probably see that a ton of people watch the seasons of Stranger Things kind of all at once. Like I know I did season two, one, two, and three, basically watch them on like a sitting or two um i remember when season two came out my buddy and i we just we got food hung out in the basement at like 9 a.m and we watched it until literally i think it was like 9 p.m it took like i saw 12 hours to get through the entire season two and we were just like well we did it we we watched the entire season and we did it again for season freaking three so like it's just so like i think they probably understand that and they wanted to have like they still wanted to give that to people but also like wanted to build up the like there's a kind of anticipation of like we get ready for this epic finale which makes me believe that it's not going to be something so formulaic to them that might be like some crazy twists that happen some darker stuff maybe a character dies please and then um yes. <laughs> you know maybe some other things come to light so uh i'm i'm excited in that sense to hopefully not be disappointed
0: Yeah, and I think think that's fair. I think you got a good... But
1: we will review Volume 2, don't you worry. There will be a Part 2 to this once those episodes come out.
0: Yes, shortly after July 1st. Shortly after July 1st. Oh, man. Any other thoughts there, bud?
1: (sighs) I don't think I have any more thoughts on Stranger Things Season 4. I think I've all tapped out there. I'm with
0: you I'm with you yeah I think I'm that's it for me too
1: well that's been our show everyone this has been the what you got podcast I'm your host Charlie Bud. joined with me as always is Jordan Palmer you can follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast subscribe to our YouTube channel we have new episodes every single Monday evening tell us what you thought about Stranger Things on over on social media Palmer why don't you and where you can find us on the media.
0: You can hit us on social media on Twitter at Whatcha Got Cast, which is spelled W H A T C H A, or on Instagram at Whatcha Got Podcast,
2: which spelled the same way.
1: And until next week, catch you all later.